thermal sound wave, wave. It's thermal sound waves, a natural alternative to fast food radio, track life radio, WLGK Logic Radio, Chicago. We are here, C Truth, Kev Lawrence, Kev Lawrence, C Truth. Uh-huh. Welcome, one and all. Hey, hit us up, thermal sound waves at gmail.com, thermal sound waves.com, or call us 347 454 1278. That is the number. Might as well. We're joined by a illustrious guest. On the program, you use the word illustrious. Illustrious, yes. Okay. I use the word illustrious. Right, Absolutely, I hate, I hate yeah. It, yes, yes, I yes. I, I do read. <laughs> I do read. You know, occasionally. You know what I mean? I'll be honest. I I do not even act like I know huge big words like that. I keep it real simple. <laughs> yes. Well, we're joined by esteemed uh, guest right now. An esteemed act- in it now. Okay. An actor, producer, writer, uh, voiceover talent. Um, just overall good dude. You know what I mean? New York City, uh, born and bred. Um, he's been in things like Hang With The Homeboys, Law & Order, Justified, Blue Bloods, and um, of course, Class Act, Jungle Fever. People probably know him from, of course, the cult classic Cool Runnings. You cool know, Runnings! Where he was uh, doing About this thing in there. Jamaican as, bobsled team. Yes. That actually had what it took to make it in, for the Olympics, so they was, you know, that screw. This right, crew came out. Right, exactly, exactly. But um, we're joined by none other than Mr. Doug E. Doug, how you doing? I'm uh, feeling good, y'all. Feeling good. So yeah. I love when people talk about my illustrious career. Oh, he said it's too <laughs> illustrious. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm I too. You know what I mean? He got to be illustrious. <laughs> absolutely, Doug absolutely. E. Doug. Yes, 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 indeed. No doubt. Who? I first was introduced to him by people know him, you know, of course, as Cool Runners. That was the big breakout. But I saw him first in Hanging with the Homeboys. Yes, playing Willie yeah. in that joint with uh, John Leguizamo and um, the OG, the OG, of course, and Mar- Mario Joyner and yeah. uh, Nestor Serrano. Yeah, who and and all you guys went on to do great, great things. Still to this day, yeah. you know, um, doing great work. I just saw Nestor in, in uh, one of those uh, shows. I can't. I don't know what it was. I think it was a detective show or something. But yeah, he's always he's always working at the cop. He's always playing yeah, the cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, John just re- recently dropped on on Netflix that um yeah uh, Latin history for morons. Yes, which y'all definitely should check that out. But um, absolutely. For those who may be unfamiliar with uh, what you've been up to uh, since you've you know done all of those things, let let people know a little bit about uh, what you've been doing um, recently. Well, you know, I've been uh, doing a lot of episodic television. I've directed and uh, uh, written. Uh, I've done a couple of uh, a lot of independent films. Uh, last. Flick, uh, it was called The Wannabe, produced by Martin Scorsese. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to the Bronx. I think Martin Scorsese is from the Bronx, New York. Is he? I'm, oh. I'm sorry? Martin Scorsese, where's he from again? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Martin Scorsese, he directed Goodfellas and, you know. No, I, I, yeah, I know that. That guy. I'm saying, where's oh, he I'm from? Sorry. Where's he from? I think he's from. Well, where's he from? He's from New York. He's a New Yorker. Yeah, I think he's from the Bronx, too. Um, I think he's from the. Yeah, he might be from the Bronx. Yeah. Everybody not from mm-hmm. Brooklyn, Doug. You Doug, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, but, I'm but, going to claim him. No, but, not let you claim him. Don't don't let him get you into that, Doug. Because you know Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn is the best borough in New York City, the best city in the United States. Because Brooklyn agree. is its own 
city. The you Republic know what? of Brooklyn. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the Republic it, of it, Brooklyn. It, yes, it once was the third okay, largest here city here in the go, United States. Period. So let's just you know. That's right. And it's, that's because why there was a third largest city. It was the third largest city in the United States. It was its own city. It was his own city, yeah. So yeah. that means that you really wasn't a New Yorker. Yeah, we are, we did our own thing. I'm a true New Yorker. We didn't exactly. have to be. We the didn't have Bronx, to be with New York. The Bronx is the only borough connected to New York State, and y'all can have that. Brook Long Long, <laughs> long Brooklyn Long Long Queens Brooklyn is an island. Okay, y'all over there. Y'all gonna be part of Ireland real yeah. soon. And, and y'all y'all moving no, out. No, 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 no. We we've always done our own thing. Even even being part of New York. Well, I mean, that's why, like I say, if I'm when I say I'm a New Yorker, you know, a lot, people of, get mad. A lot of people don't understand. This is a very deep, <laughs> yeah, a yeah, deep yeah. conflict. This, this is this is like you know, extremely, extremely. The Hatfields and the McCoys. Yes, it yes. used to be way worse back in the days where <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Run exactly. for your life. Run for your life. That's how it used to be. You know, a lot of people don't realize that when it comes to New Yorkers, they say, "What's wrong with you?" Like you don't understand. This goes way back. Like, yeah. like. Even, we had Dougie Fresh on the show. He said oh, how yeah. he had to run on the train tracks from Run DMC. They he were got, chasing he, yeah, him. He got, chased, he got chased out of Queens one <laughs> yeah, time. because he's from Harlem. It's yeah. that serious. Yeah. It's, That's it's the way it time. was, man. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Absolutely, absolutely. But getting back to the, your, your, your project, uh, Wannabe, that was uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. You produced it. Oh, produced it. Excuse me. Uh-huh. So tell everybody about yeah, that. Yeah, and then I'm um, on... Uh, I don't know if it's still on uh, Netflix, but uh, An Act of War is my film I did prior to that. That's, that. That was on Netflix for a long time. It's probably still there. But An Act of War, it's like a thriller. And, um, I directed a film. It's, not, it's still in uh, uh, post-production. Uh, it's called Little Girl Gone. And it's about, uh, it's about the uh, D.C. Uh, kidnapping of children and so forth. It's like a detective film noir type piece. So yeah, I'm just doing a lot of, you know, I'm doing a lot of, you know, great uh, work I believe in and like and, you know, moving, you know, I would love to do a sort of um, broad mainstream uh, commercial high profile thing like I have been doing most of my career, but a lot of that stuff is crap. (laughs) And um, I've made enough money uh, where I don't necessarily have to be uh, be um, pimp number four in a Tom Cruise movie or something like that. Now, you mentioned that you did a film, I believe she was going to ask, on about the missing child. Uh, you said, yeah, L- little girl gone, little girl gone. Now, yes, I-, yes. I was just talking with somebody like the other day, and I'm like, I'm you know, social media, Instagram, all that stuff. I'm seeing a lot of missing persons. Yep. Like, like, what's really going on in a day and an age where, especially if you're from New York, uh, California, and such, where it's like surveillance, it's a surveillance state. It's high surveillance. Yep. So Yeah, it should, then, in this day and age, it should be impossible. It's yeah. a, you, you either have should to be. be a part of that exactly. system, or you're just that great of a magician because there's no way you can steal people in a day and age with not just with you know like just the the regular city cameras but just camera phones yeah so yeah there's a lot of you? Uh, you know the little research i've been doing uh about it um is definitely networks of people who traffic and um you know sometimes there are people who are you know reputable and 
presumably upstanding members of the community, but they're really preverts. <laughs> <laughs> not, not perverts, but preverts. Wow. Yeah, they're preverts. <laughs> So, well, you know, we, we all of us have, have grown to become more and more sort of skeptical about authority, um, you know, oh, these yeah. days with the she too and the he too and the we too. Right. So, you know, you know, it, it's not it, it's not as shocking when you take when you pull back the, uh, you know, the, the cloak. Yeah. Um, going through the research and, and working on the film Little Girl Gone, um, mm -hmm. was there anything that you discovered that you didn't know and anything that just surprised you? Yeah, I mean, what I'm describing, the sort of the, um, the sort of collaboration between individuals that are supposed to be like, you know, respectable members of the society and, and the underworld. Because it's essentially like, from what I'm gathering, it's essentially like a, a black market. You know, they sell, instead of selling uh, drugs, they're, you know, trafficking in, in human beings. So, uh, and a lot of it has to do with just sort of, it's just a very distasteful thing to um, market in terms of crime. I mean, you know, when you see the news, you know, they never talk about that. So never. a lot of elected, yeah, a lot of elected officials, are, huh? If, yeah, if, a lot of elected right. officials are, for... don't touch it with a 10 foot pole because it just frightens mm. the hell out of people, and, family, and... You know, parents and so forth. And, and also some of those officials, they may have some things buried that they don't want coming up. Yes. <laughs> you know, no question. As well. No yeah, question. Put the boy, the girl. Uh, yeah. Everything. And you know, Dougie, when you say that, it's it's very interesting and it's so on point because if it wasn't for social media, mm -hmm. it would probably be left to milk cartons. And people could remember, right. used to have missing person on the back of a milk carton. That's how it was back right. in the days. That's and right. If you ain't even buying milk anymore, you definitely <laughs> gonna see it. And you'll never see it. You'll never That's see right. it. But if it wasn't for people on social media, like like everyday people, like, nah, I'm gonna put this up. I'm gonna repost that for my man, repost it for my, my girl or whatever, then you wouldn't have seen it. And it's very crazy how you say that, how the news don't talk about it. I didn't realize what was going on in Atlanta. Back in, yep. in the 90s, the, the Atlanta child yeah. murders? I didn't know this it, was a craze. Not a craze, excuse me. A The city was under siege totally, in Atlanta totally. for children being kidnapped. That's I'm like, right. so wait, I've been, I heard about Freaknik. I heard about uh, the strip clubs. I heard about this and that. And, yep, Magic how, City and how all that. I hear about this. This is crazy. Yep. And then I heard that I'll have to do more research on it, but. They so-called have a guy, but people say that's people that say that they live down there said that's not that guy. Right, right. Yeah, it's still a still a sort of a debate now. You know, the like I said, the elected officials said, well, you know, look, once we found that guy Wayne Williams is his name. Right. Once we found him, it's there weren't you know any more of those. It wasn't a rash of abductions anymore. So that's why they're. But you're right. The alternative argument is that it was just a scapegoat thing. You know, you needed to catch somebody and blame, mm -hmm. pin it on somebody so people weren't in a panic. Right. You know? Exactly. That's how yeah. I kind of felt about the girl. I mean, blessings to the family. But I felt about it the same way about, me, about that woman that was the jogger out there in Howard Beach area in Queens. Yeah. Uh, not too long, about a year or two ago. 
and they said she got kidnapped and raped and killed. Yeah. And they brought out a guy. First, they had a sketch of the actual attacker. Then they brought out a guy like months later, like, we caught him. And this guy looked like, I'm just here for the free food. Like, I don't know what's going on. A cop just said, hey, free food. And I'm slow. So, okay, I'm here. I'm looking at this guy like, he looks nothing like the sketch, number one. And number two, sometimes body language screams louder than verbal language. Right. And I'm like, if anybody has never been to Queens before, Howard Beach is an area where... It is what it is. As a black guy, you really can't be walking up and down there like. Yeah, that's freely. right. It's it's a stronghold, and they live by certain rules, and yeah. it's what it is. It's just what it is, and it's just very interesting. So, shout so, out to you for even being a part of a film like that, man. But it also goes into the historical um, aspect of those things happening, you know, way back, like you know that. It, Catching slaves and kidnapping, you know, black Absolutely. people and stuff like that. It goes back to those times. So it's it's that nothing. It's nothing new. Absolutely. No, Riker did that. That's the same, yeah, that's the up same here. I'm talking about everywhere. Instincts <laughs> exist. Yeah. Absolutely. It's definitely historical. Right. And, and, and you know, these, people people tend to when they when they talk about the the past, you know, they obviously so many people look at it either romantically or they look at it as being so different than today, but uh you know, the dark heart is the dark heart. And, and uh, you know, obviously, in order for people to, uh, you know, settle in and, you know, do all the things that are necessary for the society to perpetuate itself, you can't have people terror in terror. Yes, so You exactly. have to tell them that, it, you know, everything, that there has been extraordinary progress as right. opposed to... <laughs> Yeah. You sound you sound like a law enforcement detective. <laughs> it's been extraordinary yeah. progress. Yes. Yeah, exactly, Realistically, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Hide As your kids. Hide yourself. Run, Negro, run. <laughs> right, right. We have it all under control. Now, we went from one extraordinary thing that you're doing as far as this film to let's go back a little bit further. We mentioned Cool Runnings, which is yeah. I, I one of my favorite movies. I love the movie. Cool. It's just oh, hold on, Kev. Cool Runnings. Mr. Yeah, Mr. You said, cool you said Runnings. No, no, no. Runnings. Runnings. You got to say Runnings. R-U-N-N-E-N-S. Runnings. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And shout out to you. Uh, because of you, many people didn't know that Jamaica actually had a bobsled team. Yes. You know, some people don't watch Olympics as much as people think they do. But watching that movie... Jamaicans even know they had a bobsled team. Like, we have a bobsled team? It was, it was crazy. It was like, oh, well, we Jamaican did. Americans, for sure, yeah. How was it when for you doing that film? Like, what did you have to go through? Uh, did you speak to any Jamaicans? Did they, did they, you know, salute you or not? Um. Well, my father's uh, Jamaican, so... He was just happy that I was employed. <laughs> you have to find a job. Did you have 10 jobs um, growing up? <laughs> um, hey, but, man, uh, yeah, I have to go to work. I, I'm sorry? Yeah, I've seen that, that's, that joke from Living Color. Hey, man, have to go to work. Like, <laughs> 10 jobs in Jamaicans and stuff like that. That's right, exactly. And he was just kind of like, well, you need another, you need another five jobs. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I was working out in California on a television show I was doing for ABC. Um, it's called Where I Live, oh. and I was on. It was produced by uh, Disney, 
And I was on the lot already, so someone had told me, oh, yeah, they're doing a movie about the Jamaican boxer team. And, um, you know, I uh, met with the producer and the di- director, and it was a long story. Anyway, they <laughs> there was supposed to be a drama with a different director, and, you know, the movie went into what they call turnaround, where... And it's amazing how many people were considered for roles in this part. I mean, like so many people were considered for roles in this part. People that we all know, and you know, basically every black actor in in, in, in California at that time auditioned for it. And some of them were convinced they had it or were told they had it. You know. um, but um, it went into turnaround, and so therefore, you know, it was a dead project. And then they decided to revive it as a comedy, and. Um, then, um, you know, I ended up, you know, auditioning for it and doing a screen test with all the guys that eventually ended up being in the movie. But uh, um, the response was, you know, uh, explosive, global. Um, and I, I mean, I still tour all over the world uh, and do public appearances as a result of that movie, like wow. 30 years later. Wow. Uh, uh, recently I was in Dublin, Ireland, where it's a pretty, it's a holiday movie there. They play it like it's a wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> Dublin. You know, like, nice. you know, it's like every Dublin. Christmas, it's like their Christmas movie. And it's all over yeah. the world, you know. Um, so it's just, you know, it's, it's, uh, I can't even describe the, uh, the, the, sentiment that people have around it. It's just looked at as a source of inspiration, particularly for smaller countries um, who see, who identify with the idea of being, you know, doubted and not um, respected. Um, you know, it's the highest grossing film in Caribbean history. Obviously all throughout the Caribbean. Too. You know, when I go, it's a pretty powerful experience where there's a lot of recognition, a lot of uh, joy. So um, you always get... is, it's, inter- it's interesting. Jamaica is probably the least enthusiastic about the movie <laughs> <laughs> because of the accent. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but you know, Jamaicans are not. They can't. You, you just they can't be satisfied. You just. Huh? Jamaicans can't be satisfied. It, yeah, it's... no, they cannot. They absolutely they cannot. They can't. Oh, <laughs> I love you, but, uh, but you can't be satisfied. But uh, you know, I mean, obviously the the elite, obviously, and the, the the tourist board and the government, and you know, they you know, they just see hit, you know, so they try to absorb the uh, success and you know the publicity, et cetera, and um. You know, and of course, the Jamaican, uh, the team always tries to raise money. And, you know, they're always in financial <laughs> straits. <laughs> That's why Lennox Lewis was like, you know what? I'm leaving you. I'm just going to rock for England. Huh? Yeah. That's why Lennox Lewis was like, forget you, Jamaica. I'm rocking with England. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. We have a problem well, with Well, I mean, uh, we also had this woman, Jasmine Freelander. The women uh, were the ones who qualified this year. and. She's American. She's Jamaican-American like myself, and she she decided to bomb slip for Jamaica. So, you know, it goes both ways. We lose some, we gain some. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's, it was great. You know, I mean, I, like I said, it's been, it's been a very powerful and long-lasting experience being a part of that movie. Um, 
I can't shake it. You know, every single day somebody's yelling at me, am I dead yet? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank God you're dead, mom. You're dead. I'm like, no, nah, nigga. I'm so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it happens. It happens. Right, it happens. Right, right, right. I'm alive, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Now, do you, Sanka do you, Coffee. Do, do you yeah, like... That's a funny name, too. Sanka yeah. Coffee. I'm like, who made up that name? Sanka Coffee. Because it, it's coffee. Very interesting. Piper Dougie Doug. <laughs> do you always get like a, a, a red stripe on arrival and a, a free plate of food? Take this red stripe. Right now. I'm sorry? Do you get like red stripe on oh, arrival and, and free place of food oh like everywhere God. you go? Oh, oh my God. Go Tech tool When juice. I was single, it was it was a, a red stripe or plate of ackee and, and sexual intercourse. <laughs> That's not a bad combination. <laughs> That's not bad at all. Not a bad combination, Wait, not, Doug. Not a, Thank you. Not a bad deal. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Come again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So, yeah. So, it's been, you know, if I ever, you know... Um, Low on cash. There's always a pool running something or other. I can, <laughs> right. I can get involved. In. Go fund me, cool running. Let's run. I keep running. The, the, we keep the, running. The 2050 <laughs> Olympic team. We need. We need to raise some funds now. Yeah, exactly. You know what? If you want to do a cool running thing, how about uh, me, you, and uh, Dougie, Dougie, Doug? Go ahead and do a a, a cool runnings like this. A sequel. Let's do like a sequel. A sequel. Yeah, do a sequel or even something just for just for a skit. Let's just do one. Let's just. Oh, I'm down okay. for a skit. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get that together. Make we'll, sure the helmet fits. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, coach. You know. I still, I still remember that movie. I still remember the movie. It's, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's thermal sound waves, a natural alternative to fast food radio. We're talking to Mr. Doug E. Doug, producer, writer, director, actor. Extraordinaire. Hit us up, thermosignwaves at gmail.com, thermosignwaves.com. A lot of people may not know you also are a stand-up comedian. Yeah. How yes. often do you do that? I'm sorry? How often do you get to do that? Do stand-up? Lately, not, not often. I've been very preoccupied with other things, but, you know, occasionally I do dates and, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of writing because I'm trying to put the bullets in the gun to go back out and do what I got to do. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I started that way before I had anything else that I was doing. So that's sort of a mainstay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, the, it's changed a lot, you know, obviously a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Given like you the... can't even mention that, you know, you're a man and you enjoy looking at buns anymore. You know, <laughs> you know what? Right. You no, know, go, right. go, right. go there. Go, go there. Go there. Go ahead. No, no, no. Why do you say that? Go there. Let's see. It's, 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 people say PC is beyond PC. It's like... Oh, my. Beyond that. It's beyond, beyond PC. It's yeah, like, I like mean, it's, hello, it's, thank you, good night. Like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you I sneeze. Mean, I was, Me too. I, I, I remember I was doing this gig for the uh, um, ad week, and um, people, I mean, I was wondering. I was like, everything I was saying to the audience, they, were, they looked like they were really young, too. But that's part of the issue, like these millennial type people. Everything I was saying, they were like, ooh. That's offensive. What were you saying, though? Do you remember? You know, racial things, because I was just like, man, there's a whole lot of white people in here, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> 
They were like, well, so what? <laughs> <laughs> so you were making an observation of who was in the room. Yeah, I'm just making an observation yeah. about the, about the, uh, pro- the pro- predominance of white people. You know, right. like, well, there's a whole lot of y'all here. It could have been a positive thing because I'm like, amazing. I'm scared of blacks. Right. <laughs> 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 they, they didn't even wait around for the punchline. They were like, well, so what? Uh, <laughs> I have a right to be white. <laughs> Absolutely. You know. like, nobody's challenging that. Right, right, right. <laughs> but they, they, but everything's they're just, they're just very much like, you know, you have to sort of be generically colorblind. You know, you just can't acknowledge differences you can't especially cultural differences which is obviously like the main i mean it's obviously that's still going on come on y'all of course i mean it's like you know, but this whole this whole this whole fear of uh of younger people um ha- having to the pressure of having to acknowledge that it's a stratified society you know they don't want that pressure you know Right. They want to feel good about embracing everybody, even though there's still, you know, profound inequality. Right, but that's—I mean—they're—they're they're living under the o- blindness. They live, mm-hmm. They're living under the ostrich syndrome, where it's, w- <laughs> which I call it, where it's they just big word right there. Big word. ostrich. Oh, yes. It's, it's not like that, but it's not ostrich, like a, it's, I said ostrich syndrome. Yes, yeah, it's, it's yeah. big though. No? I mean, just, where they're just sticking their, their, well their head, they're sticking their head well into the said. sand. But if once you stick your head out, things are still going to be the same. Like you can't just yeah. avoid things and think it's going to change like that. It's it's okay. Yeah, but they but they but they don't they don't want to get get their head out of it because it's it's depressing and painful. Right. And they yeah. don't realize that 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 was our whole upbringing was depressing and painful. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's and, exactly how we. we that's yeah. exactly where it was our main state of mind was to be in constant pain over every damn thing but that's what, where a lot of grievance came in and that's where a lot of good stuff is yeah know? i mean pressure you know pressure makes diamonds you know and exactly and things. we're tougher you know, yeah. I mean, you know i hate to 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 quote conservatives but there is some degree of truth to the fact that they're after the snowflake <laughs> and you gotta say when the why especially when you're Told you hit somebody in football and they say, Don't hit on my heart like that. Like, what? This is football. Oh my God. You can't hand check in basketball. You can't hand check. It's like, you it's. Can't do nothing. You can't. I mean, it's like, you can't hit you. You can't spank your children. You can't do shit. You're just like, you know, <laughs> don't do it. That's not good. Your kids yeah. can report you. Shouldn't you shouldn't do it. You, you know, like, you well, you should be turning me into a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a lot of things I was done, in a coffee shop. Thinking about how I can make my dog's life better, I've become a white woman. <laughs> Easy now, Doug. They'll they'll come for you, Doug. Easy now. They'll vic you. I'm sorry. They'll vic you. Now, Easy now. <laughs> let's let's go let's go somewhere else now. Okay. You were a part of a iconic show, which was a spinoff of another show, but without the family, except for you. You was a part of an iconic show. You was part of the Bill Cosby show. Yeah. Now, for people that don't know, there was two Cosby shows. It was the Cosby show with the family, with you know, all of them, and you know, uh, all of them. The, chil- the children, the children, and the, the parents, and so shout to Florida, the children, the children, and then you had the Bill Cosby show, which is just Bill Cosby and Felicia Rashad. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the older that? years. Yeah, yeah. When they get the kids out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
How was it for you work being on that program? Um, Everything. It was really, really, really rewarding personally, financially, uh, spiritually, and intellectually. <laughs> <laughs> In what ways? Yeah, it was really, really, really a defining experience of my life. You know, I met him when I was 26. He was the opposite, 62. Um, you know, that's a period in a young man's life when you're concerning yourself with what kind of person you want to be. And you, you think you're fully formed, but you're not. So I had the opportunity to get insight into the television business and, you know, and um, learn a lot about the industry at large um, in ways that I know that I wouldn't have been able to do if I had just been out there swimming in the ocean without a, a captain. So mentorship is critical, obviously, for any person trying to get their legs. And uh, so I had the opportunity to get some legs and uh, be grounded and so forth. So that was, you know, I don't think you can, you know, I had the kind of, for lack of a better way to say it, education that money can't buy. Absolutely. Uh, as a result of that experience, yes. Now, we, of course, throughout these times, we've seen and heard things that Mr. Bill Cosby has been going through. Throughout yeah. the news and stuff like that. So it seems like people just know that side and they just call that face value. Like, that's who he is. Tell us who, you, if you was to speak right now, which we do want you to speak, how do you feel that Mr. Cosby is? How do I feel he, how, how do I feel about Bill who he is? Yes. Um, what I was exposed to, and I don't have to feel, I, I know uh, uh, who he is. I, um, my experience with him was one of, uh, uh, my understanding of him was someone who was very passionate about the welfare of uh, you know his community and someone that was very didn't just uh, talk the talk but uh, put his money where his mouth was and uh, we used the show as a w means by which to and the industry at large as a means to provide opportunity for black folks who would otherwise be relegated to the margins and not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera. So it was sort of a, an unprecedented use of his influence to um, uh, bolster the, you know, the careers and financial fortunes of, of black folks. Um, so there's that, element, which I think is, you know, it's kind of like Bill Clinton. He was a pretty, probably a very moral politician, maybe not such a moral uh, in terms of his personal uh, life. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that, I don't think it's a contradiction to be very moral and upstanding in terms of your political activities, but maybe in terms of your whatever, sexual life, whatever it is, you may not necessarily be as ethical or what have you. So I don't, I don't, I see, I don't see any contradiction there. Um, it, I think it's, you know, possible that anybody could, especially in a position of influence like that. And, you know, obviously Bill Clinton is a very famous example of somebody who, you know, in his personal life had dalliances and, uh, wasn't always sort of ethical. Um, I mean, 
I think there's a difference between unethical behavior and unlawful behavior. Right. I never saw anything unlawful. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, sad, uh, that, uh, he's in jail and Weinstein's on bail, mm. but you know, this is America. Yeah, it, have, precisely. Have you ever uh, had to, uh, or was, have you ever been offered to be, uh, in positions like that where people feel like, oh my God, it's a casting couch. I got to watch out for these people that's trying to take I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Have you ever been uh, trying to be persuaded? So, solicited? Yeah. As far sexually? as like me too, sexually. Yes. 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 Um, by a powerful woman. Uh, so um, that's, uh, you know, that's sort of, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, it's described as, a, you know, it's defined as a problem with powerful men uh, because, I, 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 you know, obviously the large majority of people in power in that business are men. So I can understand why they would define the problem that way. But the truth is it's a question of abuse of power generally. And are, is there abuse of power in that business? I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. No. People yeah, might man. laugh but, at you by saying that. Oh, it's huh? by a, people. Some people may laugh at you, like, "Oh, it's by a woman." Like, what's your problem? Like, are you stupid? Yeah. Are you gay? I like, can what's your problem? I can understand why they would say that too. But have you seen how she looks? <laughs> but even like, though we know we laugh about how she looks, like, how did you deal with that? I'm like, I don't want that. Um, no. Um, you know, I mean, I think I, that's why I, I'm. That's the. That's why I didn't put anybody on charges because I know how to. You know, as a male, the presumption is you know how to handle that if that comes up, and I did. Um, so there was not a, 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 any compromise on my part or any kind of, uh, uh, you know, nobody was going to force me to do anything. And I had a ten. I mean, <clears throat> I think a lot of this happens. To, it doesn't just happen in terms of these kinds of experiences, but it happens in terms of people taking roles that they would probably not want to take but feel the force to take so they're because they're afraid to say no so it's, it doesn't just manifest itself sexually there's always pressure because it's a business like like any other business uh, there's an element of social control uh, because you have to manage labor and you, you you need them to do what you want them to do and so it's like any other business in that regard so it, the, the 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 individual employee or whatever prospective employee has to uh, not be afraid to say no. And you know, uh, I've never been in, uh, afraid to say no. Um, but you know, I've been very fortunate. I came to Los Angeles with a job. I didn't come to Los Angeles looking for a job. Uh, I wasn't pounding the pavement. I wasn't living with ten roommates. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, economic uh, desperation that goes on. And unfortunately, there are people there to exploit people in that position. And that, that happens in not only just in shelters, but in any business. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. We're talking to mm -hmm. Dougie Doug, writer, producer, actor, director extraordinaire here with us on Thermal Soundwaves, a natural alternative. Hit us up, thermalsoundwaves at gmail.com, thermalsoundwaves.com. A couple uh -huh. more questions and we'll, we'll wrap things up. Um, when you first heard about 
all of the accusations and, and such on Mr. Cosby, like what was your reaction? Just just hearing all um, of this. I and was like, oh this. God. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Because um, you know, I I thought, you know, he was well known to be a which I guess you could describe as a philanderer. You know, he was well known in that regard. So, you know, I always thought, you know, that it was a potential for him to be ensnared. Even when I worked with him, I thought that uh, there was uh, behavior that I would regard as risky behavior. Um, guys in the business that are uh, attractive to women because of power, because of whatever, are always, like they're always entangled with girls, usually women, usually very, 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 very appealing, attractive women. That's just the na nat nature of the beast. So I thought, man, you know, you know, he probably got ensnared in something, like caught up, caught in something. And, but I didn't think it was, uh, you know, unlawful. But I just thought maybe he just got caught up, like somebody, you know, he's in an uncompromising position and he was vulnerable and somebody, they just got him. I just thought he got got, basically. They got, oh, they got you. Because, I mean, there were times when he would counsel me about, certain things, um, you know, watch out for this, watch out for that. And so he was obviously well aware of what happens when a person is in a position of prominence and how uh, certain unscrupulous people would, uh, you know, work, work, work their charm and do what they do. So I, 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 I thought, well, a person that's that knowledgeable of, of the the ugly people that you might attract shouldn't expose themselves so much, you know? Right. But, uh, cause he told me basically I'm done with women. Basically I'm done with women. You know, this was like 2000 or whatever, 1999 or something. I'm done with women, you know? Why so I believed that? him. So when I heard, I was just really mad. I'm like, Oh man, he's still out there. I mean, 70 years old. Like you need to knock, you need to stop. <laughs> You know, because nothing good can come of it, basically. And so I just thought, oh, he just got caught. He got caught out there and with somebody who was ambitious. And, you know, because those people tend to be, they're out there, you know. Right. Uh, two two final questions. Um, number one, if there was to be a film on the life of Dougie Doug, who would you have playing yourself? <laughs> Oh, I mean, I'm not that famous enough for that, so I, it's, well, there's no it, risk. It, there you are. Yeah, you are. I mean, why not? You is. Look at the credits. Um, I don't Look know. Right I don't I have no idea. Uh, I, other there's than, really nobody other than quite and Kev like Lawrence. Huh? Other than C. Truth and Kev Lawrence, because, you know, we are actor extraordinaires. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? And we also it. voice yeah, our extraordinaires. We're just waiting on it. you. We're waiting <laughs> on you, bro. We're waiting on you. Nah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who would you want to play you? I'm sorry. Who would you want to play you in a film? Um, I, you know, I have no idea. I, I don't even, you know, I don't even know. Okay, I mean, that's that's honest. That's what it is. Now, the 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 follow up question to that is, uh, in in the world where you could have a budget of any budget you want and you can put together a a film, what would you do or would you make? Wow, that's a very good question. I I I'd probably. There's a. I actually wrote a a novel that's uh, out there, 
it's a, uh, you know, I have a literary agent that's shopping it to various publishers, but I would love to adapt that novel uh, and shoot it. Uh, it's really about the eighties. We were talking about eighties in Brooklyn and the, mm-hmm. the uh, explosion of crack and, what what's the name of the book? Can you mention that yet, or is it still under wraps? Um, yeah, I probably should mention the title, but yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I would I would shoot that. I would love to shoot that movie. And the, you know, you said two last questions. Two. This is the half of the two and a half last questions. Uh, do you ever get? Did anybody ever look at you and be like, "Are you Dougie Fresh or Dougie Doug?" Have any problems um, with that? Only white people, when they hear me say my name is Dougie Doug, they're like, oh, you're the rapper with the beatbox. <laughs> <laughs> I actually talked to Dougie Fresh about this. You know? <laughs> what did he say? Uh, he was just, he was very, you know, like, whatever, you know, long as long as our name is still out there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, Doug. You know how, you know how he talked. Yeah, yeah. A, another another Caribbean Islander yeah. dis, uh, exactly. heritage dude. Also, exactly. uh-huh. it, what is he Bahamian or, or Bahamas? Uh, or Bahamas. Or Barbados. I think Barbados. Asian. Barbados. Barbados. Yeah, Yeah, Rihanna and them. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, it's it's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you and having you on the program, and uh, definitely enjoyed this conversation. And the next time. Um, we definitely, you know, we'll, we'll get you back when you have the book out because I know you'll, you'll get that book. Oh, cool. You know, I going. appreciate that. And, uh, and when you do the film on the book, uh, we, we'll definitely, you know, like to be in some parts. We're letting you know right yeah, now. Yo, on absolutely. the real, nah, Dougie, on the real, <laughs> ain't no casting couch, no nothing. We just walk it up in there, give me the roll. If there's a joint, you know what I mean, she might look good, you know what I mean? I ain't going to say nothing, you know what I mean? I just do what I got to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll do that. Exactly. I'll do that. Just just, and the, just make sure the craft services is right, though, Doug. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Make sure you yeah, have the, 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 one. the patties, you know what I mean, the, the shandy. Chicken patties and cocoa bread. All them things there, you know what I mean? We good with that. Rice and peas, you know, we need all exactly. them things laid out. There. I don't need caviar, just chicken <laughs> patties and cocoa bread. All that, man. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that want to keep up with what you're doing and, you know, see all the work that you got, especially, you know, the film that you're working on, um, Little Gone Girl and, and so forth, like Little where can gone. they um, just get in contact with you? What's your social media and so forth or websites? Oh, cool. Um, I'm uh, one, uh, w, one W Doug on Instagram, uh, W Doug from TV on Twitter. So. They can hit me up at those two two places. Absolutely. And, uh, are we friends yep. on Instagram? No doubt, Dougie, no doubt. Dougie, are we friends on Instagram? See, is, are we friends with him on Instagram? Not yet. We're about to be, though. Yes. <laughs> We're about to be. Douglas, y'all. Douglas. I, I, I must say, I thank you so much for, you know, listening to me ramble on about the... Uh, the lurid and sordid nature of show business. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> listen. When, when and you guys got a great spirit. Thank you. And um, <laughs> I look forward to seeing you enlarge your yourself. Yes, indeed. And, and I can feel it. Absolutely. So let's just keep it going. No doubt. No doubt. Thank you very much. Right, sir. We appreciate you. Thank you for being who you were, man. And you helped. You're very. Yours the big inspiration to a lot of people seeing you in cool runnings and. You know, the Bill Cosby show and everything, man. And even Shark Tale. He was voiceover work. So 
You're one of those people that we appreciate. appreciate. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. All right, brother. Have a good night. You too. Later. Peace. It's Thermal Sound Waves, the natural alternative to fast food radio. Thermal Sound Waves.